Here we go, here we go. Everyone asked this 100-year-old man for his health secrets. The old man says, I'll tell you the secret. I've been married for 75 years. I promised my wife that when we got married, when we quarrel, the loser has to walk for five kilometers. I've been walking five kilometers every day for 75 years. Everyone asks again, why is your wife so healthy looking too? At the same time, the old man, hey, I've got a secret to tell you here. She's been following me every day to make sure that I really finished the five kilometers. So what we can learn from this is a New Year's resolution is when you need to get fit, make sure that you walk five kilometers every day and you'll be fine for the rest of your life at least uh, till, how old is he? 100. Wonderful like this. You know, the Catherine, by the way, her family going to Dunedin, uh, her, her uh, one is, are they both dead now or one is dead? But her um, twins, her auntie twins, were uh, at one stage, a couple of years ago, the oldest living twins in the world. One was living in Zimbabwe and one, I think, in New Zealand. They were, I think, 108. I don't know what they were, but something like this. So, um, it's, uh, bless you. Anyway, so we're in the middle of 21 days of prayer and praise. Last week was prayer and fasting. Now, you can be fasting. I'm fasting Netflix at the moment because Alice is overrated anyway. And uh, so I'm fasting Netflix. But the thing is, though, prayer and praise. And one of the reasons why we went praise is because at this time, I really felt in the Holy Spirit that we need to praise him for who Jesus is. That's why I love that song, because we need to worship him, praise him for who he is, that he is seated on the throne in the midst of all this kind of anxiety and things that are going on in the world. We need to make sure who is what and who is where and who is actually in control, who is actually sovereign in this world. So I think the whole thing of praise is so important that we keep an attitude of praise all the time. And today I want to talk about the power of thanksgiving and praise. The power of thanksgiving and praise. Come on, let's go on this ride right now. Put some like, bit light clothes on today so I can run fast. Is that okay? I'm still doing not. Is it funny, my accent, or you can't even hear it? I can hear myself. Thank you, Jesus. Power of thanksgiving. Hey, thanksgiving and praise, but take a thanksgiving is so important to release the authority of God in our lives. It releases the supernatural power into our circumstances, into our lives. I'm not talking about some religious thing about being a little bit thankful and so thank you for some different things, small things we do. I'm talking about the potential, the potency of prayer that is so powerful as you become a thankful and grateful Christian, there's absolutely nothing like it and we'll see in a minute what it will do for you and for the ones around you and for your ministry and your work and your business and everything else in your life. Just to build a little foundation again, do you know that, of course, everything has been provided to us through grace, right? It's in the finished work, one, 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him, Jesus, who called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything has been provided to us by grace. Why by grace? Because you can't earn it, you don't deserve it, you can't get it, God can only give it to you. We're saved by grace, we're delivered by grace, we're healed by grace. All the things that God has given to us come to us by grace. Everything you'll ever pray for in your life has already been provided 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ when he died and rose again. It's a life in the spirit, it's a life where you're living seated in heavenly places. It's a constant flow of his anointing and of his power in your life. But I want you to see something. It's a done deal. You don't try to make anything happen. 
Jesus already made it happen. He already did it for you. For us now, it is to receive it and to get it into our lives. The Bible says that it is by faith that it might be by grace, Romans 4. And Ephesians 2 says we're saved by grace through faith. Even though everything has been given to us by grace, we need to receive these things by faith. Amen? By faith. (laughs) By faith, we take possession of the things that Christ Jesus has already provided and made available for us. Amen? That's why the 21 days is all about great faith. Because by faith, which is the currency of heaven, is the way we access everything in God. There's no other way. It's by faith. Your healing is already yours by faith. Your healing is yours 2,000 years ago. He already, his stripes has healed you already 2,000 years ago. Now now is the time to get you to manifest this, this healing into your life. But what I want you to see, I want us to see, that it's already done. It's not something that's going to, uh, it's, it, it, that God is going to provide for us, if you like. It is something that he has already provided. But for us, it is to believe it and to receive it and to speak it into our life. So in, in many ways, we are quite responsible as believers, as sons. Everything you ever need is in the finished work of Christ. It is finished. Come on, let's say it together. It is finished. Say it again. It is finished. And the rest of our lives is exploring and uncovering and discovering everything that Jesus has already provided for us. And we access this by faith. Your healing is a finished work. Your salvation is a finished work. Your forgiveness is is a finished work. Your provision and prosperity is a finished work. Everything, your joy, your peace, everything is a finished work in your life and is all available through Christ Jesus. That's why all his promises in Christ Jesus are yes, because he puts his name over it. That's why his name is so important. And then we say the amen. We still have to respond. We still have to say yes and by faith get it into our lives. Now, okay, that's the basics, right? Then on top of that, we then um, see the authority that we have. See, the authority that God has given to us is also by grace. It's his authority. But the authority is given to us is actually by grace. God gave it in Genesis 1.26 to whole humanity. He gave authority over the earth, dominion over the earth. And after Jesus rose from the dead and in Matthew 28 when he gave the great commission, he says all authority in heaven and on earth and even under the earth has been given to me. So now go and make disciples of all nations. I give you this authority. It is my authority. I got it. I, I earned it. I went to the cross and I got this from you. I got full authority. And by the way, if he says he's got all authority, then somebody else has got no authority. Yeah, but the devil's got some authority. No! He's got no authority unless you give it to him. He's got no authority unless people give it to him. That's why he has the authority, because there's some authority of the people who are not ungenerated, people who are together with him, and all this kind of stuff. And if you give him an inch, man, he takes a foot. You've got to watch out for that. But he's got no authority in your life. Jesus says, all authority is mine, heaven, earth, under the earth. Amen? Amen. 
Okay, this is all basic stuff, I know, but I'm building something, right? But some of you still don't think that way. That's why I'm giving it to you, even online. You know, you don't think this way yet. But that's why I'm building a case here for you. Last year, we had a whole series on authority, but it's so important. I'll do some more this year because I see uh, the lack of knowledge. The lack of, um, I don't see it, that people don't actually live that way. So if, if it's not there, we'll keep teaching into it until we all know and are really using our authority in every way. Because we have authority, also under the earth, we have authority over demons. Did you know that? You have authority over demons. There are demons that are assigned to your life. Now, you don't be scared for that, because there's also lots of angels assigned to your life. But there's demonic forces, depends on your gifting, depends on your vision, depends on your, who you are and stuff. But there's always demonic stuff is assigned to your life, is assigned to this church. I'm not afraid of it, because it can't get me. They're assigned to us, doesn't mean they're going to win. Again, unless you don't do anything, and let them just go wild. But the thing is, though, what I'm trying to say is that we have authority over this thing. We have authority given. And although authority has been given by grace, if you don't use your authority, if you don't release your authority, then these things can still hit you. Then the temptations can get, still get through your cracks. And we all have it. And we all allow it, sadly. And you know when you've done it, you then repent and just say, boom, go behind these things. But it's, it's time that we use our mouths, that we start using our authority to resist the devil, resist these things in our lives. James says, for seven, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Now what I'm trying to say to you is, who is actually resisting COVID? Even myself. I don't actively, I'm just being honest with you, but I think all of you are like this, unless you're maybe an intercessor who's called to this. Most of us are just letting it... Let's see what happens. Praise God, I'm saved. But we don't really actively engage in anything that is from the enemy to say, hey, the Bible says resist it and he will flee from you. Why can't we see a difference in our nation because of this? I think it's already because of the prayers of people that some things have changed here. Why can't we believe this? It's Bible. Isn't that Bible? Oh, Jesus. Come on, let's all believe this together. You've got a lot more authority than you think you have. A lot more power than you think you have. Thanksgiving is so important because it authorizes you to release spiritual authority over the enemy and over the things in your life. In the midst of the storm, when you're praising God, you release the things of God and things start happening. Things that are happening around your life, in your life, it's so beautiful. And the enemy hates, hates praise. He hates thanksgiving. For one, he wants to praise. Two, it reminds him of how defeated he is. He's under our feet. Satan is under our feet. Come on, at least one believes it. Online, are you excited about this? I know, but that's my point. That's why I'm saying it today because I don't even feel the ground felt even in this room of pulling me on faith in this thing. Guys, you've got to stop pulling on this thing. It's not because of me. It's the Holy Spirit. You pull on the Holy Spirit. The thing is, though, you can't be a lame Christian. Can I say that nicely? You can't be a lame. We can't be a lame church. The church is meant to be a light on the world. It's got to be. Come on. 
I mean, I, just, I, just, I spoke this word the other day, the prophetic word, that God is, 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 is making this new people, this new army is being raised up from the Australian Prophetic Council. They said this army is coming up, this well is coming up, this volcanic expression is going to come up. These are the people, they're new kind of people. They're the people that the whole world is waiting, those sons and those daughters who actually know who they are, but also they know what they can do. Nothing is going to happen without this. One of the things I'm going to say at the end, Jesus, at the end, there's two, answer, two questions that God will never answer. Your answer, two questions that you have for God, he will never answer. One, if you ask him to do something that he has already done. He's already forgiven you. You'll never be more forgiven than today. He's, he's, he's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in Christ. All the promises of God and yes and amen. You can, don't have to ask those things. He's already given to us. Don't be dumb. The second thing he'll never do, but that's more potent to us. You cannot ask God to do something that he's told you to do. And here the rubber meets the road, church. Because here it becomes responsibility to us. He has given, I'm sorry, guy. He has given all authority to the church. He has delegated the authority as a good manager. He doesn't meddle in it. I made big mistakes the last couple of years to meddle in my people because I was the manager. I was the boss, but I started to meddle. And it didn't work very well. Because, hey, let me be. You give me this job. It's my authority. I'll do this job. Okay, do it. But then do it right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, anyway but the thing is the same with God. He's given us this authority, and he will not bypass us. He will not undermine us. Hey, God, get this person healed. He will not heal them unless you tell him to get healed. Why would he just heal them suddenly? He gave us the authority to heal them. You speak, Asher, be healed. And you'd be healed. I see nowhere in the Bible God just does it by himself somewhere unrelated to people. He's given this task, this task. And it's with everything in life. Everything it's about healing. Every part of life. And I want to stir you. I want to stir the church in this area. Because it is too important. Stop complaining that you don't have enough. But start thanking God. That he has more than enough. And that he will provide everything from his riches and glory. He has already given everything to you. So why don't they have it? Well, what about your attitude? Do you thank him for what you don't have? Do you thank him in the midst of the storm? To be your provider? To calm your storm in this way? Come on, praise is so important. Thanksgiving is so important. I tell you, if you're depressed or if you're down or you're having a bad day, find yourself somebody, some Christian, who is just thanking God, praising God, worshiping him, jumping up and down and be happy like this, and suddenly you will be pulled into that same spirit. Don't hang around complaining, people. It's overrated. I used to do it a little bit, you know, because it's got to be nice. It's hard in my role sometimes because I've got to be nice, you know. Yeah, hey, pastor, you know, you've got to be nice. But you're not nice. You've got to be nice. And that's actually sometimes really hard to love even unlovely people who come against you, you know. That's hard. And we all have it. We all have it. And the family issues, I hear it all the time. The family things, whatever is in your mind. 
Find somebody else who's happy. Find somebody who will thank God in the midst of the problems, in the midst of the anxiety, in the midst of the, the challenge in your life. Come on, find somebody in that. I'm so grateful to the Lord of this church. I'm so grateful to the Lord for my family, for my wife. He, she wrote, she told me I could use it. I can't read it, but I can use it. It's a grateful um, uh, journal that she talked about last week. This is it. You want to read it? Grateful journal. Isn't it amazing? I believe that because he has this gratefulness journey, I know what's going to happen to her life. Because I know what the power is of gratefulness and thankfulness. Because you can't be grateful in one time and be murmuring on the other side. You can't do both at the same time. And I don't want to be a murmuring person. I want to be a person here who is flying in the Holy Spirit, who is happy in the Holy Spirit, who is thankful all the time. It's actually biblical. It's actually the will of God for your life. And I'll show you in a minute by the scriptures. Thankfulness. Some of you are going to buy one at the warehouse, I think. Buy one and start thanking God, even when you don't see it. The most powerful times in my life is I don't have the money. And God says, I don't have it, but I thank you, Lord, that you are my provider. And then it gets even worse. Sometimes he says, you don't have anything right now, but what you have, I want you to give away. I said, a word I can't say here. <laughs> and the thing is, though, I said, no, you know, please don't do this. I said, test me. And when the times that I've done it, I said, Jesus... I give it, and you know, suddenly the floodgates of heaven. He loves thankful people. He is the one who provides, but he's looking for your attitude, and he's looking for our attitude to be, be in him. Amen? Anyway, so here's a scripture to make it legal. It's not like a nice little rant of Gideon here this morning. You know, here's a scripture. Thessalonians 5.16, the will of God for your life. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Well, I can't say it more clear, guys. It's the Bible. It's New King James. It's official Bible yeah. version. You know, it's not the message. I mean, the message is good too, but I'm saying to you, this is actually the Bible. Rejoice. So the, the will of God for your life, for my life, is one, to rejoice always. What's well, in Ephesians 2, of course, or Philippians 4. What? To pray unceasingly, that means always. And to give thanks. Say it louder. In everything, give thanks. In the good times, in the bad times, in the hard times, in the worried times, when everything is going amazing and when everything is going really bad, thank the Lord. I tell you what happens when you thank the Lord. You come in an opposite spirit. Jesus did it all the time. Something comes to him from the world or the enemy or whatever. He comes to him and then he says, I will respond in the opposite spirit. You all want to kill her because of adultery? I love you. Come on, take my hand and we'll get you out of this. Not that way. This way. The opposite spirit is so powerful. And God is looking for a people who live in the opposite spirit and give thanks in every situation. And I tell you, the devil has no chance. He's got no defense for a jumping, happy, thankful, praising, worshiping Christian. He's got no defense. They're absolutely untouchable. I was going to do a drum solo, but it takes too much time. You want to be the untouchables? You want to be untouchable? You want to be untouchable? Praise God. Thank God all the time, in every situation, even when it's difficult. Amen. Thank you. At least one person, please. Thank you, Jesus. I want to baptize.
and I was going to do something. So, I'm being naughty right now. I've, been, I've not been here long enough. I've been here too long away from this place. Okay. So, come on. Are we going to be thankful people? Yes. Okay, here in the Amplified. Rejoice always. Amplified is also a pretty good translation, just so you know. Amplified. Rejoice always. Delight in your faith. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. Great for 21 days, but should be always. In every situation, no matter what the circumstance, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for us is to be thankful and to give thanks. Come on, say it together. I am thankful and I give thanks. I'm thankful and I give thanks. Come on, we're going to be thankful people. And it doesn't say to be thankful for every situation. It's not about for. It's thankful in every situation. I was in a car accident a while back. You know, not a bad one, but a little one. And the thing is, though, I'm not happy for that. Actually, this particular one, I was actually happy for that one. But that was not an issue again because I got a new car. That's the good thing. But the thing is, though, I mean, you have an accident. You're not happy for a problem or for a circumstance. But you are very happy in and thankful in because you see the hand of God protecting you. And in the situation, God came out and he works all things for good for those who love him and are called by his name. So in every situation, however difficult, and I had some really bad calls even this week in my life, but I'm still standing here I'm still happy why it's because I can give it a place I'm not going to be defined by people's own sin or people's own reactions or the things that are following in my life I want to be a thankful person a praising person in the middle of the storm I will give thanks to God whatever the case because I know that that's the most powerful thing because God starts to work in my life and when I start praising him the angels start praising too so I like this Gideon I want to go with this guy and they'll make way for me and they make this deal work for you and it's unbelievable how did I have this favor it's because God is with you because you attract heaven because when you start worshiping God and praising God you attract heaven it's just the way it is so let's start attracting heaven in our lives amen in the middle of the storm, we thank God because he is our res rescuer. In the middle of the financial need, we know that he is our provider. And even when we're depressed and feel down, we know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Even though it's difficult, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, it depends what you do in the middle of the storm of what outcome you have in your storm. And I want to encourage you to keep praising God, keep thanking God in the middle of your storm. I'm almost done. No, not really. <laughs> I'm making, I'm really glad actually. I was so, I was so nervous yesterday because this thing is in here. You know? Can I go out? You want to see me? And I, thought, I, was so, I was so nervous. I thought, how can I talk? Because it's, it, anyway, that's a long story. But uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I can still flow. And I, I don't even think about it. Now I did. But I'm so, I'm so <laughs> grateful uh, for So thanks for praying. <laughs> God always shows up when we're thankful and when we praise him. When we pray, we kind of go to God. But when we praise, thankfulness, God comes to us. Now, God's always with us. He's in us. You know, he's like, whatever. But the thing is, though, there's a sense of manifest presence of God. When we start to work, follow the principles of God and the ways of God and the way he works in our lives, is so absolutely beautiful in our lives because he is enthroned of the praises of his people. I tell you something, when you start praising him, when you start giving him thanks, when things are happening, I tell you the kingdom is happening, his throne is being established in your life, his rule and his reign comes, divine order comes into your life. You try it. I know you're in a storm. Everybody has something going on in their lives. I do too. I had a really quite bad one this week. Honestly, it's really bad. Not the truth. 
The tooth was bad too. I'm talking about the relational thing. It was really, really hard for me. But I started to praise, particularly this song, I put it on very loud. I just love very loud, you know. And I said, every victory is yours. And, you know, it's wonderful. After this song, I was, I was like on a cloud again, you know. It's not just emotion, although emotion is very much part of it. Come on, emotion is part of it. I'm not an emotional person. Don't get me this whole thing, you know, this Pentecostal nonsense. No, 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 no. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Peace and joy are emotions in the church. It's the main thing of the kingdom, joy in particular. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy. He was the happiest person who ever lived. To be around Jesus would be to be a laugh all the time. Just got stomach aches, you know, being around Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's like that the whole time. It'd be so much fun to be around Jesus, you know. <laughs> but you are around Jesus because he's in you. Isn't it amazing? The spirit of Jesus is right in you. So that's absolutely amazing. A few examples and then I'm done. Uh, we know the one of Silas and Paul. Um, I'm not assuming, but I'm assuming a little bit uh, because we've used it quite a few times last year. Paul and Silas, you know, in prison, unjust, start praising God, chains fall off, the get, gets healed. Amazing what happens in the thing. But I want to talk about some other things because it's not the only scripture uh, about this whole thing. What about the, the 10 lepers? Very quickly, 10 lepers. So Jesus, 10 lepers are there and say, have mercy on me. Why have mercy on me? Because they can't do anything. They're sick and they need the mercy of God. It's not deserved, but they want God to do something. Jesus says, okay, go and show yourself to the priest. And as you go, you get healed. So here are the lepers. They're all 10 of them. Go to the priest. And as they go, they're healed. And then this one guy comes back, only one. He's a Samaritan. He says, oh, nice that you come back. He says, where are the other nine? Were they not healed? Oh, yeah, but they're not coming back. And so he says, thank you so much. And then he says something really profound, and I want you to hear this. He says, because your faith and because your thankfulness, he says, go and be made whole. Hey, I thought this guy was already healed. No, he came back. And what he got is something another level. What he got was something that is not missing. And maybe he had not, no fingers anymore. Maybe he had no toes anymore from leprosy. I don't know what it was. But God says, go and now be made whole. I know salvation came to this man, a Samaritan wholeness wholeness comes to you i tell you when we thank god of the three this for what we've got then he will make wholeness show up in your life do you hear what i said so you're just looking at me thank god your wholeness it's like a seed that you sow it's like first fruits it's like tithing it is, it is thanking God. The first is yours. And as I thank you for the house, I thank you for my job, I thank you for my income, then everything else starts working out according to God's plan. Because that's the principle of God. Same thing. Every situation starts thanking God in the problems, thanking God. And as you do, you see the deliverance of God. It's like a seed. And then he will turn your not enough into more than enough. The next one is in John 6, when it talked about the 5,000 people being, being fed, right? And it's actually 20,000 people, including kids. So here the little boy's got a little, uh, little um, lunch, right? Two fish, three barley bread. And, and so what do they do? This is what they do. Jesus says, give it to me. And then he gives thanks. Because that's the power, give thanks. And so he gave thanks. And Jesus turned this not enough into way more than enough. 
12 baskets after 20,000 people ate. Well, still 12 baskets, they're this big. Men, men, men can hide in it. That's kind of a, this big basket, 12 of the kids. Came as a little boy going home. Mommy, mommy, I'm so excited. I had my little lunch, but look what's left over. We have food to eat now for three months. Three months is food. Like all this kind of stuff, Jesus did it. I tell you why, because if you give your not enough to him, he'll turn it into more than enough. He is so awesome. I give him thanks for everything that he is in my life. I so love him so much. He is so amazing. Thanksgiving and praise is the solution for any insufficiency in your life. But I want to say something again with those two questions. One of the questions that I said beforehand, he will never answer, is if you ask him to do something that's already done for you. He's already provided for you everything you need. But it's by faith and by using the principles of God that we actually see the effect of these things in our lives. And so there's something for us to respond with. It's not automatic. Sons do that. Sons of God knew how to do this. The last one is King David and then I'm done. King David, my favorite person in the Bible, in the Old Testament anyway. A man after God's own heart. And I think we probably see right now why it is that way. Did you know that King David never lost a battle? You know why? It says because the supernatural was always at work in David's favor. But many don't know, the Bible reveals that David went to the sanctuary, to the church, or to his whole room. Actually, he went to the sanctuary, so he would have gone to the temple ten times a day. Apparently, three of those times were for prayer, but seven were to thank God and to show his appreciation for the one who was faithful in his life. I'll tell you something. If a people of God like you and I start to rise up and we know how to be thankful and to say, you are the one who's got every victory anyway, and we start praising him, and this humble, humble attitude, but with full authority, because it's delegated. It's absolutely amazing what God will do in our lives. Thanking and thanksgiving is the key. Every victory is yours. I'm going to sing it in a minute again. We're going to finish the service with every victory. But I, as we sing this, I want you to start really putting your faith behind this song. I want you to look at your situation, whatever you need, because everybody has some kind of a pain, some kind of a situation, some kind of a storm, some kind of an issue that we need to deal with in our lives. So maybe if you don't have anything, well, praise God, give your testimony next week how you have such an amazing, blessed life, and then we can do that. But maybe then for somebody else to do something, help somebody else in their storm. I want to finish with one scripture, 2 Corinthians 4. Now thanks be to God. Oh, here we go again. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Come on. Isn't it amazing? Every victory is his. Another translation said the unmistakable aroma victory of God. Thanks be to God. 
I love this song we talked about it that we fight from a place not for victory but from victory we already see that in heavenly places Jesus already got all victory so that's a good thing to pray for but I also love some of the words of the song in the powerful thing of one name holds every victory one voice that silences the enemy one king who reigns for all eternity and I would love you even in this time of 21 days this is the focus that we have the focus is not COVID the focus is not problems the focus is not whatever whatever the focus in our lives and every day we've got to be reminded that our focus is Jesus Christ who is seated above everything else who is highly exalted glorified worthy King of glory he is worthy and I tell you, when we start praising God, then we, every victory in our lives, we will win every victory. We will win the things that we're struggling with. Maybe some of the addictions or things we're struggling with. Whatever's going on, things will start to change in your life. Amen? So let's stand together. Let's stand together. And let's believe even this moment as we go back into the song. Every victory is the Lord's. Come on, online. I don't know what you're doing online right now, but come on, join us in this song. Put your faith behind it and say, hey, I'm actually sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of this situation I'm battling with all the time. I need some breakthrough. I'll tell you where your breakthrough is. Your breakthrough is when you start praising God. Your breakthrough is when you start thanking God. Your breakthrough is when you start giving Him the glory and giving Him and making Him Lord of your life. And so we thank you, Jesus, that you are wonderful, powerful, glorious. You are the powerful, awesome King of glory. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The one who always was and always is and always will be. Every victory is yours. Come on, let's believe God for a breakthrough in every situation.